Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Folks, you're listening to Two Men and the Mouse, episode 154 on the White Dragon Podcast Network, recorded live on December the 18th, 2017. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler, and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy, Peter Mandel. Hey, Kevin. Hey, buddy. What's going on? Nothing. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Happy New Year and all that good jazz and happy Hanukkah that's going on right now. Folks, we are two lifelong Disney fanatics who have managed to keep the magic of Disney alive in our lives every day. And we want to share that magic with you. So pull up a chair, gather the family, or pop in your favorite set of headphones, and let's experience the magic together. Pete! Kevin. What? How are you, my friend? How has this week treated you? Uh, you know, it's been okay. Has it been okay? Eh. Because last time we talked, you didn't seem to be in a very good mood. No, no. But I'm all right. So I'm all right. Let's address, real quick, for five minutes with no spoilers at all, let's address the bantha in the room. The fact that you hated, hated Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. I, I didn't like it that much. Like, go ahead and tell us that you hated it. Um, I, I, I'm desperately trying to find a way to like it. The text I received today was, it ruined my whole Christmas. It really has had a negative effect on me the last couple of days. Yeah. I am desperately trying to find a way to get into the positive headspace of this movie. I believe when we talked on Friday, the exact verbiage was, it's one of the worst movies ever made. Um, it, well, Star Wars movies, yeah. Yes, but no, you said movies. <laughs> like in a world where date movie exists. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's like worse movies. Yeah, there are worse movies. Listen... I will say I have never encountered a film or really any piece of creativity that I both love and hate so much and so passionately at the same time as The Last Jedi. Everyone that's just like, like I love this movie. I'm like, yeah, I get it. And everyone that's like, I hate this movie. I'm like, yeah, I get it. Like, it, I just, I really can't pick a side here. I feel like I have to see it again. I, I probably should see it again, too. I don't know if I really want to. Do you have you know, two and a half for, hours to uh, to give to a movie? Not in the next uh, week or so. But no. um, just, you know, for the record, I love every Star Wars movie. I will say I did try to go see um, – I tried to go see it again the next day, but, like, Disney Springs was all sold out. Disney Springs was so awesome for Star Wars. Like, I didn't get – like. I tried to get tickets like two weeks in advance and Disney Springs was all sold out. So oh, yeah. my, my friends and I went to the Sinopolis like here in, in Davenport, Florida. And um, so I tried to do the Disney Springs the next day, but like, you know, it's Disney Springs. It's all decked out for star Wars. There's star Wars music playing everywhere. It was, it was a pretty unbelievable atmosphere. All right. You ready to get started on the show? I am. Okay, folks. Uh, well, let's, this is going to be an, we asked you guys what you wanted. Did you want a spoilery, um, Star Wars review tonight? Did you want a regular show with any ticket attraction? Or did you want an all-news episode for us to catch up on all the news that we missed? Um, and you guys overwhelmingly stated that you wanted an all-news episode, so that you shall have. The news... Thank, thank God for yes. that, by the way. <laughs> the news, as always, brought to you all by Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney vacation at no additional cost to you. Dave can always be reached by sending an email to DisneyDaveW at Verizon.net. Um, oh, and an update uh, for everybody on TheMouser.com, which is coming soon. Um, we uh, we wanted to launch it by December 15th. Obviously, that didn't happen. There's just a lot of things that you need in place before something like this can actually go off. Uh, so we're looking for um, early January um, as potential, early to mid-January, giving myself okay. a little wiggle room there. But yeah, it is coming soon, and it is still on track. So um, if you guys are looking forward to that, and thank you to everyone that has reached out to me that is interested in helping us with the writing, um, with columns and whatnot. I'm very excited by the response that I've gotten. So... There you go, Pete. There's there's an update on that. I'm very happy for you. Also wanted one more time uh, to 
drop a little plug for our friends over at the Disney Dads podcast. It is an amazing show. I highly recommend you guys check it out, give it a listen, and I'm sure you'll give it a five-star review. It is really a very passionate, very awesome show that has become my new addiction. Um, and I, I mean, I cannot recommend this show or the guys involved in it more. It's, it's, truly, it's truly awesome. As a Disney dad yourself, Pete, you should check it out. Ah, nice. All right, so worldwide news. Ready for this? Yep. So let's take a peek at the larger Disney universe beyond the parks for a second, because the big news, if you're talking Disney news that's not Star Wars related, within the last week, it is that Disney purchased 20th Century Fox for $52.4 billion. Billion dollars, Peter Mandel. It is a lot, but you know what? Does not surprise me. You know what? So this is really good on a lot of uh, for on a lot of fronts. A, I mean, the thing that most people are saying is Disney just paid fifty two billion dollars for the X Men and the Fantastic Four, and I'm like, no, Disney paid fifty two billion dollars for Doctor Doom. Um, let's let's and Doctor Doom and Galactus. Let's be serious. And uh, to get a New Hope back. Oh yeah, and they got a New Hope back. Is Twentieth Century I Fox think still owned their... a New Hope? I think that's their kind of, uh, you mm-hmm. know, not not worth, you know, crazy amounts of money, but I think they right. were um, happy to have that back in the family. I think so, too. And But now the whole, um, I wonder how long this has been in, in the works for. It can't be, as I cannot give Disney the credit that I want to give them for being like, this is why they built Pandora, because now Avatar is officially a Disney movie. It's, it's not. Like, that's not why. I mean, Avatar is no, now I mean, officially a Disney movie, but. But it's weird. I don't think it is. I, I think um, I, I I know nothing about the wording of contract, but isn't it like, I mean, James Cameron pretty much full-blown owns Avatar. They own the distribution rights. Well, but that's still that's still the distribution rights for Avatar. Right, right. Right. Know. I mean, Fox owned the distribution rights for, you know, right. for A New Hope. But I'm just saying, like, that doesn't mean, like, that Disney has anything to do with the making of. Right. Right. Yeah, and I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't think so. I just think we're going to get a lot more, you know, a, a lot like more. They bought a, they bought a lot of franchises. Mm-hmm. You know, like they now you know own like Predator or whatever, but yeah. like they don't own Avatar. I suppose they own Alien too. Then, right? Yeah. Oh, that scene from the Great Movie Ride that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, don't bum me out anymore. Mm, sorry. Um, but, I mean, Disney has officially, I think, I read an article that says they are now officially the most powerful movie studio on Earth. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, here's... I mean, they were before this, but... Here's the thing. It, it, you know, you have... Like, I'm pretty sure the reason we haven't seen anything for Phase 4 of Marvel, the Marvel Cinematic Universe yet, is because the Phase 4 logo is going to be the Fantastic Four logo. Uh, huh. You're really? gonna, yeah, you're gonna get your, and you'll get the X. You know, you'll get an X Men movie and a Fantastic Four movie in the next phase. And I give it. I don't know if they'll go for it right away in Phase Four, but definitely by Phase Five, Avengers versus X Men. That's uh, possible. By I, way, I really. Do you have the trade of Avengers versus X Men at the uh, at the shop? Um, I don't know. Why do you need that at this moment? Oh, I need it within the next week, probably. Oh, I'll take a look. It's a Christmas present uh, for my brother who doesn't listen to the show. So it's okay to talk about. So you can talk freely about. Yeah, yeah. I really think Spider Man's going to be the focus of uh, Phase Four. Oh, really? Do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like their flagship going forward. Kind even of. though, even though they don't make any money from his movies. Well, I mean, they make shared money, but you know, I, I think they want to kind of make him the uh, the poster child because he's not going anywhere, and we think Robert yeah. Downey Jr. and I don't think that Captain America. I don't think Steve Rogers makes it out of Infinity War. Oh, see, I don't think uh, Tony Stark does. Oh, uh, no, Tony Stark will. I think that Cap is easy because you have Bucky and you, or you have Falcon who can replace him. No, no, but just from a sheer, you know, not movie, just life, you know, dollars, mm-hmm. you know, I, you can still make another Captain America movie. They don't have much interest in making another Iron Man movie, yeah, nor true. do they have much interest in constantly paying him ridiculously back-end loaded deals oh, that they don't have to goodness. pay anyone else because yep. they're all on contract. Yep. Okay, so, you know, but now, I guess, for Two Men in the Mouse, the question is, what are they going to do about the parks with any of these properties? The answer is pretty much nothing. Uh, you can't touch the X-Men, you can't touch the Fantastic Four in Walt Disney World because they are owned by Universal for the theme park rights. Uh, they can put them in, obviously, Disneyland, but they could always have done that. Yeah. Because, you know, it doesn't, you know, it's just the movie rights that they have. Um, yeah. Now, here's my, here's one one last movie question, and then we'll move on. 
do you th- do you think either Hugh Jackman or Deadpool sticks or, or I'm sorry or Ryan Reynolds stick around for Disney? I think Ryan Reynolds does. Just going by what Bob Iger said mm-hmm. about keeping the movie, and I think he does. Um, I think Ryan Reynolds is the. You can do that with Deadpool because you can have Ryan, Deadpool talking about how he's how he's crossed studios or whatever, or that you know. Right. Um, I mean, Hugh Jackman has been very vocal with because every time they were like for Logan, they were like, "Well, it's his last time as Wolverine." He was like, "Unless Marvel gets it, I want to be an Avenger." Right. <laughs> it, like, he cor- he would correct them like, "Oh, they'd be like, oh, it's your last time." Oh, well, unless Marvel gets it. Uh, listen, if Marvel's smart, they go. They want nothing to do with him, and not because he's not a star and wonderful and all that, but they need to, you know, kind of do Wolverine moving forward, not. Take on, uh, they you need, know, they need to erase the the stink of of the last. No, they just say, there's no too. point in going crazy with a you know, f- I don't know how old is he? Is he I like fifty? Is he forty five? I don't know. He can't be much older than Robert Downey Jr. Right, but Robert Downey Jr. started this ten years ago. True. All right. Um. So moving on from 20th Century Fox, uh, Disney has revealed concept art for the Disney Skyliner, which is the gondola system that's going to run between Hollywood Studios, Epcot, Caribbean Beach, and um, uh, Pop Century and Art of Animation. Okay. Uh, so there's going to be different colored cars. I believe it was like red, blue, green, and yellow. This The station at Epcot is going to be at the International Gateway. So you, when you exit between um, England and France. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah, so you can get on the gondola right there. Um, right. It's going to be like right outside of it. I think they're already starting to because a part of it over there is already walled off. So I think they're starting to build it now. The then you're going to have the one over at Hollywood Studios is going to be right out front. It's actually going to be uh, themed to look just like um, the entrance area and the bus stops where it's like the green and the white. Okay. Uh, Caribbean Beach, they'll it'll come through a new structure. It's going to be pink. It's going to be right out front. Uh, and the uh, pop and art are going to share a station. And speculation is that this will be operational, shuttling guests back and forth as of 2019. Hmm, cool. Yeah. I mean, listen, the friendship boats are fun, but they are, they are, they take forever. Have you ever noticed that? Yeah. But then, I mean, and that's just for people, for, they take forever if you're looking to go from Epcot to studios. Uh, you know what? I'll always tell be something I just, my, my one pet peeve about those boats. Uh-huh. We had a eight o'clock breakfast at Play and Dine at Hollywood and Vine with your favorite Disney animated characters. Okay. 800. I can't wait. Park opens at 9. We're out there waiting. with 7.30. We're like waiting for this boat. No, boat's just not coming. Where are you staying? So we're like, huh, we're staying at Beach Club. You do realize it's shorter to just walk to Epcot from the Beach Club. I, I understand, but we have a stroller and my mother-in-law is in a wheelchair gotcha. and like, you know... We, we don't want to, you know, and if you remember that walks a little like hilly at parts. It can be, yes. So I'm like, we're just going to take the boat. This is going to be wonderful. Well, finally, and there's other families out there doing the same thing as us. Well, finally, people are starting to get mad and they're complaining. Oh, no, no. The boats start about 45 minutes before the park opens. Oh, wait, you're walking to, stu- you're going to studios. studios. Oh, okay. You know, I rescind my... Um, that, that is a long, that's a long it's walk. It's a little bit, a little bit of a walk, yeah. you know? Um, we are going to the studios and I remember really not being pleased about this. I could imagine so. You know, it's not like, oh, well, we also provide bus service. No, no, no. This is it. Unless yeah. you want to walk. This is, this is so the what, only way. So what'd you do? I think we ended up, I think it was like almost eight o'clock when this happened. And I mean, mm-hmm. Heather was like losing it. And I think a boat ended up showing up. We got there incredibly late, which like was not like me. And you know, just like I'm never making that mistake again. You well, know? I, I think what I think what the gondola system is going to do is, you know, it'll it'll be it's going to be a straight shot between Epcot and Studios because none of these resor- connected resorts are anywhere near between the two of them. So you'll have a straight right. shot, you know, from one to the other, which has always been the problem is that if you want to go from Epcot to studios, you got to sit through the Swan and Dolphin, the Boardwalk, the yep. Beach Club. You know, you got it. Like, and it's faster to walk. I, you know, like I've beaten the boat there before. Um, it, so, I mean, I get it. And I think it's going to be really good. I think it'll be awesome. But you maintain that there will be you think there will be a cost for this. Um, 
I don't. Did I ever say that? I don't know. I don't know if I can imagine you, them. You, How would they do it? You did. I think you said that it would be like. I think, or we 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 surmised that maybe it's only for resort guests, or you know, huh. like you didn't think it was going to be open to the general public. But I think it will be. I think I can't imagine I'm charging you for. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could see it possibly being resort guests only, but I don't know. Ready for some Disney Springs news? My favorite place yes. in the world, Disney Springs. You love it. Yep. A uh, new Cirque du Soleil show is coming to replace La Nuba, which I was very disappointed in hearing because I didn't want a new Cirque du Soleil. I... Um, but, but judging by the president of Cirque du Soleil's comments when they announced the closing, yeah. you you knew they, they were still occupying it. Yeah. It's just you have a giant theater there in Disney in, in Disney Springs, the downtown area of Walt Disney World. What would have been better than Disney theatrical productions going on there, like Beauty and the Beast or Aladdin or like any of the Broadway shows that normally are on national tour, but you have you can have them playing right there in Orlando. Like That would have been awesome. And it is cool, but I got to be honest with you, I don't know how well they would even do that. I know that sounds silly, but... I think you know. it's something a lot of people would want to do on their vacation. You think people are paying a hundred bucks a seat to go yes. see uh, Aladdin? Yes, I do. So they are replacing it with a new Cirque du Soleil. However, it is more in keeping with what we're talking about because it is going to pay homage to Disney animation. Okay. So it's going to be a more Disney-focused show at Disney Springs, which I'm all about. Because hmm. yeah, yeah, it's like no. Disney Springs seems like it's trying outside of like World of Disney and the Lego Store. It feels like they're trying to erase a lot of the Disney in disney springs right now did you see lanuba i never saw lanuba no right me neither i, I was ne- like even when i lived here i was just like i'm not dropping that mo- that kind of money to go see that yeah i'm not really a cirque du soleil person i'm not either i have great respect for the talent that goes into it it's just kind of not me my too. jam like, i feel like i'd I, be kind of weirded out by a lot of it i i felt bad i actually took heather to go see O in las vegas What's which o? was their O was their water themed uh, Cirque du Soleil. So it's like, O is in like, it's not H or two, but it's the O. Like, yes. So I took her to go see this. We had fantastic seats. I'm like, man, first off, I'm all bummed out. Cause I like to, like, I want to have a popcorn wherever I go. Right. You of know? Course. Yeah. <laughs> and like, there was like minimal snacks. Anyway, so I'm sitting there and I'm watching this and, you know, and they're doing these things that, you know, let me just say, I mean, I could never do like any of the things, of let alone, you know, and, and I guess it's okay. Right. And I'm watching it, and I'm really at this point just kind of like waiting for it to be over. And it is mm-hmm. a wonderful feat of, you know, craziness that these performers are doing. But I, I'm just like, okay. And this thing ends, and this like theater of people rises up to their feet, like they're on the great movie ride mm-hmm. with thunderous applause. And I'm just sitting there like, what? I totally missed something <laughs> in this performance. I mean, their like, feet, their feats of incredible like acrobatics yeah. and balance, and yes, they are. Like, I, I think to a to a less jaded person, <laughs> that looks pretty impressive and worthy of applause. I, it was impressive. My thing was, I was amazed at how much it was like. Um, they do the same thing kind of over and over. Like it's not like they do like this and then like whoa, like they did that. They then do that like thirty times. Yeah, I get They're it. They're like, oh, okay, cool. You guys really do that. That's neat. <laughs> yes, they do. Um, okay, so the um, so this next bit of Disney Springs news directly affects you. Okay. The Harley Davidson store is moving. Darn. I know. I was being sarcastic as anything. Now, how does it affect me? Are they putting it, in something awesome? No, it doesn't. I was just being, oh. you know, I was being bratty. Um, so it is moving to town center next to the Polite Pig. So those of you who are like, oh, got to go to Disney Springs on my trip because I got to get my biker jacket or helmet, like, you know, now you know where to go. Okay. Uh, The Edison is opening on New Year's Eve with a special ticketed gala event. It's the new restaurant. You saw the Edison, like, all behind Mm -hmm. the walls and stuff when you were there. Um, Yeah. It looks like it's going to be kind of a steampunky kind of thing. I'm like, well, if it's really going to be the Edison, then it should just take other meals from that were created by other restaurants and say that they created them. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry. That's that, not right. That's me being. Uh, that's me being kind of a hipster. Uh, Tom, look it up, folks. Thomas Edison was not the pe- person you think he was. Um, so it opens on New Year's Eve. It's going to have American food, craft cocktails, and live entertainment, and it is 21 and up only every night. Really? Yeah. I think it's only going to be like a nighttime thing. Probably the way they do it with um, uh, Trader Sam's, where it's like at like eight o'clock, no more kids, and you know. Right. Right. Uh, <clears throat> the menu is executed by Chef P.J. Finarin, 
and consists of a contemporary American fare such as pork belly pops with a chili brown sugar glaze, crispy fried chicken with cast iron buttermilk biscuits, and its signature, the Edison Burger, a juicy combination of house ground sirloin, short rib, and brisket topped with Cabot cloth-bound cheddar, onion rings, smoked bacon, house pickles, lettuce, tomato, special sauce, and served with hand-cut fries. I'm in. I'm in for that burger. That does sound like something. The Edison's beverage program places a huge focus on artfully crafted cocktails, interesting beer and wines, and in-house made punches made to serve from two to ten guests. The main room features a dance floor and stage where each night the Edison will feature an electric lineup of live entertainment, including musicians, aerialists, and dancers. This sounds like a hopping place. Okay. All right, ready for some resort news? Yes. This is going to be big for a lot of you folks that are going to be taking trips in the next couple of months because a lot of pools at a lot of these resorts are being refurbished over yeah. the winter months. At Disney's Art of Animation Resort, the Big Blue Pool will be closed. The Nemo Pool will be closed January 16th through January 19th. Uh, the, and the Flipping Your Fins Pool will be closed from January 31st through February 2nd. So the, that's the Little Mermaid one. The, the two pools will be you know going going down, but at different times. Right. At Animal Kingdom Lodge, the Samawati Springs Pool at Kadani Village will be closed January 8th through the 19th. At the Grand Floridian Resort, the Beach Pool will be closed for refurbishment November 20th through February 25th. Um, oh, so it's already closed, November 20th. Uh, Fort Wilderness, the Meadows Pool will be closed uh, from January 30th through February 2nd. And at Saratoga Springs, the High Rock Spring Pool will be closed January fifteenth through January twenty January fifteenth through January twenty sixth, and the Paddock Pool will be closed January 29th through February 9th. So there you go. Now, I don't really go in winter months that often, or if I do, it's kind of like mm -hmm. you know, kind of like late fall. So I can normally still get in some pool. Is there a lot of like pool? I mean, I, I looked at the Orlando weather the other day. It's supposed to be like eighties like this week. So I mean, it the was, pool is like a thing all the time, right? It, no, not necessarily. It's been nice this week, but for the last two weeks before that, it was like jacket weather. I mean, like you're, it's okay. getting down in the forties. Like I, like I, when I woke up one morning. I was like really cold, like when I woke up and I looked at like my phone where it has the temperature and it was like 38 degrees. So like okay. it does get cold and especially for for Floridians, I mean, you know, Canadians are still cannonballing in the pool at that point. But, you right. know, it's and in water park news, uh, Typhoon Lagoon has closed quite a few times recently uh, in recent weeks because of weather. So, I mean, right. that's one thing that you really have to also focus on is that if you're putting water park days in your winter trip, like on your, you know, you have to have a backup plan in case the temperature falls and they close. Right. Uh, magic. Uh, you know, we're going to before we get to the Magic Kingdom news, we are going to take a quick commercial break uh, and then we'll be back with the rest of uh, the news this week. So stay tuned, folks. More Two Men in the Mouse coming at you right after this. You know, Pete, it's hard work planning a Disney vacation. Of course. Your whole family has to get going. You got to pack everything up. You got to figure out where you're eating. You got to figure out where you're staying. But you know what makes life so much easier and makes your trip planning a more fun experience? Tell me. That sounds like something I need. Absolutely. You need a travel agent. Do we know one of those? We absolutely do. We know our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men in the Mouse, folks. We've both used him. Yes, we have. Dave Weikert plans our Disney vacations all the time, and we would not recommend him if we didn't use his services ourselves. Dave started his Cranford-based business here in in 2008 and in that time has been planning hundreds of Walt Disney World vacations. Dave plans every trip as if it was his own and you will never find someone more passionate about Disney. Very easy to work with and will do his best to make sure you're satisfied. Working with Dave you're likely to pay less and get more and what's better than that Peter Mandel? Tell me. You never pay a charge for Dave's services. It is 100% free. Dave will plan your entire trip for no additional cost to you. That sounds awesome. Absolutely. Dave has helped over 875 families enjoy their Disney vacations. A graduate of the College of Disney Knowledge, Dave has visited every Disney World resort and has personally stayed at 12 Disney World resorts. He's dined also at every Disney restaurant. He's crazy about Disney food. That is an accomplishment. Absolutely. I wish I could say I did that. That's like, that. A, like the snack challenge times 10. Yep. Dave also gives you Disney dollars for land packages and shipboard credits for any Disney Cruise Line vacations you might be going uh, this can be used as cash at any Disney destination or store. Traveling with kids in your party, Dave will also provide you autograph books for all your kids. You give them to us? Absolutely. Your kids went down with Dave Weikert autograph books. Of course. Well, Disney autograph books supplied by Dave Weikert. 
Pence had his name on it. Dave simplifies your life by booking your complete vacation, including resort stay, airlines, Disney meal plans, and park passes. Also, checks daily for new discounts. When specials are announced, he immediately checks availability and rebooks your vacation at the lowest possible price. Dave can also book all your Disney dining and will do his best to get hard-to-book reservations like Cinderella's Royal Table and Be Our Guest. It's really, truly a no-brainer. Folks, take the stress out of your life. Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men in the Mouse. If you and your family are taking a trip to the Orlando area this year, your little ones deserve to stroll in style. Lugging a stroller from home can be an annoying and frustrating part of the first leg of your journey. And renting those hard plastic strollers from Disney theme parks can be both costly and uncomfortable for your kids. Well, I'm here to tell you about the solution to your child transport problems, and that's Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers is a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. Not only is it less expensive than renting a stroller from the theme parks themselves, but these are padded luxury models with features like drink holders, canopies, storage baskets, and more. What's more, you keep this stroller with you for your entire trip, whereas park-rented strollers, you got to return them before you leave the park that day. This is going to make those late-night post-fireworks bus stop queues so much easier, and Dad's shoulders are going to thank you for it. So, how does it work? You just go to kingdomstrollers.com and make your selection on the stroller or crib that's right for your child. Just let the good folks over there know a great time for delivery and pickup and where you'll be staying. You can pick your stroller or crib up from the luggage stand at your resort and then drop them back off there at the end of your stay. So pack light, leave your stroller at home, and save up to a whopping 50% versus park price stroller rentals when you visit kingdomstrollers.com. How do you go from dreaming to doing? Walt Disney never stopped dreaming about the future, and neither should you. Learn how you can use Walt Disney's final dream of Epcot, the experimental prototype community of tomorrow, to see your own dreams come true. In Beyond the Wisdom of Walt, a new book by Jeffrey A. Barnes, you are challenged to transform your life by applying the lessons that Walt Disney, Disneyland, Walt Disney World, and Epcot teach us. In the follow-up to his best-selling book, The Wisdom of Walt, Barnes takes us on a magical journey through the history of Disney in Florida, beginning with Walt's decision to do a sequel to Disney. Learn how the parks continue to change and thrive today, and how you can too. Beyond the Wisdom of Walt is a story that teaches us how to create a vision for our dreams, cope with change, leave a lasting legacy, and so much more. Whether you love Disney, Disneyland, or Walt Disney World, or just need a little inspiration and insight that Walt Disney had, you will find a whole new world of magical possibilities for your own life within Beyond the Wisdom of Walt. After reading this book, you'll want to start applying a little of that Disney magic to your life right away. Please, folks, check it out over at thewisdomofwalt.com. You can find it also on Amazon.com in Kindle format, hardcover, paperback, or audiobook. Also, listen to it on Kindle Unlimited. Hi there, this is Monica Pinto from the Mouse in Our House podcast, inviting you to join me here every other Friday for all things Disney from my perspective. Let's face it, with our fast-paced lives in a crazy world, always running from one place to another, from hectic work days to family responsibilities, from household chores to those never-ending errands, it sometimes seems impossible to survive until your next Disney trip. How to turn that around? Easy, by keeping a little bit of that Disney magic in our everyday lives. So go ahead, sit back, relax, grab a cup of coffee and a little something sweet, and let's chat Disney. Join me here on the White Dragon Podcast Network every other Friday where we'll celebrate all the magic, all the fun, all the memories, and even some stuff that's not so magical. But don't worry, a little bit of pixie dust should take care of that. So until then, I hope you remember to keep the mouse in your house. Hello, I'm Storybook Julius, the White Dragon Podcast Network's resident Canadian and the host of Storybook Radio, a Walt Disney World and Universal Studios podcast appearing every Wednesday here on WDPN. Walt Disney was a storyteller, and well, so am I. Now, I'm not saying that I'm as cool as Walt Disney or anything, but I'm saying that if you're looking for a unique take on the Walt Disney World and Universal Studios theme parks, with immersive looks at their stories, backstories, and histories, you've come to the right place. Head on over to iTunes, Stitcher, or Podomatic to subscribe to and download the Storybook Radio podcast each and every Wednesday. You can also check out www.storybookradio.com for more details and more content. Are you ready for a dad's take on Disney? 
Well, look no further than the Disney Dads Podcast. We dive into so many... Hold up, hold up, Justin. It's not just for Disney Dads. We can look at Disney from every perspective and all are welcome. We take a dive into Disney history, Disney attractions, Disney movies, and so much more. You're exactly right, Jason. And everyone can find us at www.disneydadspodcast.com. On the website, you can find all of our social media. You can also find our SoundCloud channel, where you can leave your browser open and listen to hours of Disney Park sounds and Disney music. Also, we'd love for you to give us a call. Our phone number is 317-WDW-DADS. That's 317-939-3237. Leave us a message. Tell us a little bit about your Disney passions, and we can't wait to get to know you a little bit better. Justin, hold up. Don't forget they can send us a text at the exact same number. Yeah, definitely. Get a hold of us. Send us a text message. You got something on your mind about Disney? We can't wait to hear about it. From the Disney Dads, we hope you have a magical day, an incredible week, and always keep it Disney. And we are back, folks. Welcome back. We are on to the news, Peter Mandel. Magic Kingdom news. Big fan. You, you excited for the Magic Kingdom news? Always. As of tomorrow, December 19th, the Hall of Presidents will finally be reopened about six months later than it usually is, or five months later than it usually is. It usually reopens by July 4th. Um, the uh, President Donald Trump will have an animatronic, and I, I have to say, it does not look good. Did you watch the video or did you see pictures? I just saw pictures and like it doesn't look like him. You know, it's weird. I mean, I know this is kind of like a, you know, polarizing kind of thing for everybody. Yeah, but, and that's why I don't want to get know, too deep into it. Yeah, but. no, no. And, 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 and listen, there's nobody less political than me. I yeah, mean, you know that. We're, I'm not saying, we're not saying anything about the president here, pro or con. We're just kind of yeah, saying no, it's, not good look, it's not a good looking animatronic. Like I just got to say, I do really like Hall Presence. Yeah, I mean, me I too. haven't really, I haven't gone, you know, obviously I haven't gone and seen the new one, but I'm just saying like, man, Hall Presence is something cool. I feel like it looks like the rubber mask that Judge Doom wore, like at the end of Roger Rabbit when he was like at one of the phases while he was melting. Right. Like I feel like I could pause that Blu-ray at some point in time while Judge Doom is melting in the dip, and it looks like that animatronic. And I'm not saying the president looks like that. I'm saying the animatronic looks like that. Right. Right. I'm being as careful as I can right now because I don't want I don't want emails, um, from either side, please. Um, all right, so that that is reopening. I'm interested to see who's going to be doing the narration because I really don't think, you know, Morgan Freeman is coming back for this one. Yeah, probably not. I will miss having Morgan Freeman in Disney World, though. We need him on something else. Oh, what do we what do we put him in? What if he could replace, uh, you know, our, our um, safari? Replacing Wilson? Yeah, he could be the new Wilson. Simbo one, are you hearing me? This is Morgan Freeman. There are poachers in the safari, and you must find them. They've got Little Red, and they have shot Big Red. She's going to be okay. <laughs> like, could you could you imagine just like Morgan Freeman just so dryly delivering it? Just like you're tra- you're re- you're ready to get on. It's like, hello, my name is Wilson, and animals die on this safari <laughs> every day, and it's your fault. Like, could you imagine, like, I feel like I would be like, this is horrifying information, but I'm so pleased to be hearing it because I'm a white person and Morgan Freeman's voice is appealing to me. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> uh, there we go. We saved that story. Uh, the um, the site for, for the Tron roller coaster has been revealed. I mean, we all knew it was going to be back there, but we none of, nobody was really, they, they introduced some concept art and some plans. Nobody really knew exactly where it was going to be. It looks like it's, it's actually going to be right behind... Um, uh, Space Mountain and the TTA and the 
you know, like the the speedway, which is still going to be there for some reason. You're actually going to have to take a um, there's going to be like a staircase with a bridge going over the railroad tracks to be able to get to it. Okay, I'm really excited about that. Yes, now that I know they're not touching the train, I'm even more excited yep. for it. Um, so Epcot news: they have announced the performer lineup for the Festival of the Arts. Um, now, the, okay, you know, I don't know who any of these people are, as should be no surprise to anybody. But it sounds like they're going to be doing all Disney Broadway uh, musical songs. Okay. So from January 12th to the 15th and the 19th to the 22nd, um, Cara Lindsay will join returning performer Kevin Massey or Macy performing songs from Tarzan, Aladdin, Newsies, and Frozen. From January 26th to the 29th and February 2nd to 5th, Kissy Simmons and Alton Fitzgerald White will be performing songs from Tarzan, The Lion King, Aida, Aladdin, and The Little Mermaid. Aida is a Disney musical. Yep. Let people know. Um, this is why I need like Corinne around because she would have been like, oh, I know who that is. I know because they're probably Broadway people. Um, February 9th through 12th and the 16th to the 19th, Ashley Brown and Josh Strickland will be performing songs from Beauty and the Beast, Tarzan, Mary Poppins, Newsies, and Frozen. Uh, nothing from the best Disney musical ever written, though. Which is? Hunchback of Notre Dame. Okay. Have you heard, like, it never made it to oh, Broadway, yeah. but it was, it was, yeah, at, um, I know about it. yeah, it was at the Paper Mill Playhouse, and it's touring, I believe. There is a soundtrack for it, official Disney soundtrack, but it's, I mean, it's, incre- it's pretty incredible. Um, how many Disney musicals have you seen? Huh. Uh, you saw I Tarzan. Saw, I know that. So Tarzan, with... Poppins, what'd Lion you, what, King. What do you think of each of them? The um, I love. I Poppins is my favorite. Okay. Uh, Lion King is you know one A one B there. Uh, Beauty and the Beast was good. I saw it after Lion King, so it's hard to kind of you know compare the two. Right. And Tarzan, which you know I have a wonderful love of Tarzan, not so much. Because it's a Disney movie, but I really like the, the book, and you know, um, it was outright terrible. <laughs> I outright love hearing you, I terrible. love hearing you talk about Tarzan and how much you hate I it. I don't think it lasted more than five, four or five weeks. <laughs> did it really close that? It did not close it that. Was it could not have closed that fast. You want to know what's funny? I bought a T-shirt because you know I love T-shirts. Of course. I wore it to Animal Kingdom one day, and there was still a Tarzan show at Animal Kingdom. And a cast member came up to me. I'll never forget this. Like me and Heather are there. Ethan was really young. And he's like, oh, that show is blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, no, this is the you know Broadway musical. And he's like, Tarzan wasn't a Broadway musical. <laughs> and I'm like, no, you know what? You're right. It really wasn't because it was so short-lived, but it actually really was. And he, like, proceeded to argue this point for, like, a couple minutes with me. And we were just like, no, dude, we got to go. Like, I can't believe I'm arguing with random right. cast member about whether this really existed. Like, Was it like the people were, like, on the stage doing, like, acrobatics and, like, some Phil Collins guy was, like, above the stage, like, singing? You know, it's funny. It actually had a really cool opening. The opening um, of, this, of the stage back wall was actually the ground. And the people walked, Tarzan's parents, walked down the back of the stage so like um imagine like the wall they are walking kind of like down the wall and like down and around and then at one point much later on there are like gorillas who are like swinging out over the crowd there there were some really cool visuals in it just just honestly you know you think about it you're talking about a movie it's 90 minutes maybe less uh broadway musical is probably about 45 to an hour longer than that yeah so they proceeded to beef up this musical by giving kerchak and kala like relationship issues no. and they have to like talk about it and stuff yeah it was tough it was oh, hard to watch that's rough it was hard to watch i mean they all kind of give like all like the little mermaid gate so what were the other ones was that all of them i didn't see little mermaid uh, was so you saw Poppins, you saw Lion I King, you you saw right. Beauty and the Beast, Beauty and, the Beast. Yep. Um, and Tarzan. Yeah, I saw um, Lion King and Little Mermaid, and I think that's it. Um, Little Mermaid was a technical masterpiece, but I understand people that had issues with it. Like, right, Ursula is a skinny white lady. Like, I was like, what? Like, and they they did a lot to make Ursula less scary. Like, she was more goofy. Right. Um, but I thought, I mean, Lion King. There's a reason why Lion King's still around. So, oh, I mean, it's just a masterpiece. It, it is when you, I don't. I I mean, I feel like I use the word masterpiece like, and and don't mean it a lot. But Lion King is an yeah, actual no, no, legitimate is. I masterpiece. Mean, it's, yeah, it's awesome. It really. I mean, there's no other word to describe it. I mean, it's just unbelievable. 
just from yeah. a technical level, from a song. The fact that they took the fact that they turned background music from the film into actual songs that I love the most. Yeah, like when, I mean, when I Nala it's... sings that Shadowland song. Oh yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's great. Hmm? Uh, he lives in you. I mean, there's so much, <sighs> so much good stuff in that. He lives in you. Really should have been in the movie. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. It's, like, it's. I know it's my wife's favorite song. So and it's like the only like Broadway show movie that used to make that made it onto those old like Disney's greatest hits albums. Yep. Remember, like with the different colored like cases mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And they, he lives in you was definitely on one of them. Um, okay, so in Animal Kingdom news, heading over to DAC. Um, you can finally see the Sumatran tiger cubs that were born four months ago. Okay. Anala and Jetta. Yep, they are. Um, they're four months old, and they're gonna. They're now visible in the Maharaj Jungle Trek. Cool. Now, uh, Sumatran tigers are extremely endangered. There are actually less than five hundred left in the wild. So you know, it's another. It's one of the things that I love about Animal Kingdom is just the conservation efforts. I actually followed the Disney like conservation. Um, uh, the Disney Wildlife Fund or Disney Confer- Conservation. You know, if I follow it, you think I'd know what the title was, but I do follow it. Um, <laughs> like about their conservation efforts around the world, and it is—it's one of my favorite things that Disney does. And I mean, every time I eat over at the Harambe, um, the Harambe Food Court, uh, the Harambe Food Market, or whatever it's called, uh, they ask me, you know, do you want to donate a certain amount of money to you know animals? I mean, like. It's very rare that I'll say no to that. Like I'm very, right. I'm like you know, just be, you know, I, it's a cause that I really love. I I make, the, honestly, I'm glad we got the Wilson stuff out of the way already because I feel like people would want to hear Wilson in this part, but I really can't make light over the fact that there are 500 of these tigers left in the world. Right. <laughs> like yeah. it's pretty. No, I'm with you. Like when I read that, I'm like, that's a pretty horrifying number that there's only 500 left because you know poachers are jerks. Um, but yeah. Uh, well, in better news, Flights of Wonder is closing. Oh. This is a big victory for me, Peter Mandel. Did you have anything to do with this? I, w- I want to say maybe, you know, like, I don't know, probably not. But the, um, yeah, the, the, the demon owl that punched me in the face is, um, I mean, I don't want to say he's going to be put to death, but, you know, like he, <laughs> no, no, he won't. The animal, I'm sure the animals will find new homes and everything will be fine. Uh, but Flights of Wonder is closing at the end of this year and will be replaced with a new stage show featuring Russell and Doug from the movie Up. I saw that. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Maybe they'll show the wife dying in the beginning of that one again, too. Just to, oh, like, just to be like, oh. if you're having a good day, like, because that's like that is that is what Up is. It's like if you're having a good day, prepare to no longer have that. Right, right. Have we ruined your day, everybody? <laughs> because if not, we got Toy Story 3 coming down the pipe, and that's, <laughs> that's sure to ruin your day. Oh, man. Like, I listen, like, I remember, like, I'm like, it's going to be a fun, charming mu- movie about an old man who flies his house with balloons. And then we're, like, watching the first scene, and we're seeing, I'm like, oh, this is a beautiful little story they're telling here. Wait, I didn't see this woman in any of the trip. Uh-oh. And then she falls down, and you're just like, "No, this is not how yep. this movie's starting." It's super sad. It's super. It is a sad, sad, sad movie, and I feel like people should have been warned about that before they brought kids to it. Yeah, bummer. I I mean, like, it is a sad movie. The um, would you say it's the saddest Pixar movie, or is that is Toy Story three still get you there? Uh, I think I think Up is sadder. Because yeah. of the nature, the sheer nature of it. But, right, I Toy mean, Story both... still has like a, yeah. I never understood. I mean, I remember going to see Toy Story 3. We were in Disney when it opened. I, I remember, remember coming seeing it the next week. And like at that like incinerator part, like everyone in the theater is like crying. And I didn't really get it. Are we crying because we think they're going to die? Because that seems silly. So I, are, are honestly, I, I cried. Like a show of friendship. I, I cried at it. Like it was just at like. That, the... At that part. Yeah. Like That's that... the part that gets you? I cried in two. I cried in two places. I cried there and I cried at the end. Yeah, the end when Andy's giving the toys up is like heartbreaking. He plays with them like the one last time, and Woody's yeah. like, "See you around, partner." Like, it's heartbreak. It's it's, uh, and I'm I'm so angry that they're doing Toy Story four. As much as I love, uh, really, because as much as I love Toy Story, I'm like that was the ending it deserved. I, listen, I know what you're saying, but Toy Story is something that sh- should be for everybody. And I have a nine-year-old who would love to go see a new Toy Story movie. True. Like, there are kids out there who sh- you should have more toy. I can never argue with more Toy Story. It's just not. You want to stop making Cars movies? Cool. 
you want to mm. you know make another Toy Story movie? Do it, please, because th- that's something that should be around. Are they going to stop making Cars movies? Probably not. You're probably not. That's a cash cow. Um, not so much apparently with like the box office, but in merchandise, it's like one of the biggest sellers of all time. Oh yeah. I mean, like it got a whole land in Disneyland, which I thought was a little excessive. Well, it's a street, but yeah. Oh, is it? A, is it just a street? It's like a long street. Yeah, well, you know, but Toy Story is getting a land now, finally, and man, that movie, that movie gets me. But like the moment where I'm just like, are these toys accepting their death together? Like, is there like, are they showing solidarity in the face of death? And like, yes, they are. Like, oh my gosh, it like it was like this horrifying moment. And all those kids that get to meet Lotso, like, I mean, your son was one of them. Well, yeah, that was the problem we had. Yeah, he met Lotso, like, I can't wait to see your movie, and you smell like strawberries. He smells and, like strawberries. Then, Where, like, oh. Where's your kid now, Sheriff? It's probably, listen, you know, it's outside of the Hunchback of Notre Dame, it's probably the single most evil thing a Disney villain has ever done. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Like, right? Like, I mean, like, Lotso Huggin' Bear is is as close to pure evil as you get in a Disney movie. I would yeah. make, I can make an argument that Lotso Huggin' Bear is, like, he maybe is up there with Maleficent as most evil Disney villain of all time. Second, uh, I'm sorry, second most. The most evil Disney villain of all time is Frollo. But... Yeah. For reasons, uh, we yeah. Won't, for re- reasons we've discussed off the air. Uh but yeah, no, Maleficent and Lotso are kind of like. Though I gotta say, Lotso was forged into evil by circumstance, which I usually I usually tend to give sort of a pass on that because like I understand your way of thinking. Maleficent was like, I have literally set this entire this entire thing in motion because I wasn't invited to a party. And could you imagine? I like, God, I always like that about her. I feel like that's a great reason. Yeah, could you imagine if they had invited her to that party and like she showed up? How awkward like the punch bowl would have been. Oh yeah, like what? What would that have been like? And not for nothing, just invite her. She's not going to show up. Like, could you? I feel Im- like she would show. Up. No, could you imagine? She gets that invitation. She's definitely RSVP and no. She's not sending a gift or anything, but she's not coming. You think no gift from her? I think no gift. I don't think she's sending oh. a gift. I think she would find that to be imper. Like, I feel like she would find the 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 act of gift giving to a party that you were only invited to but have no intention of going to to be silly. Yeah, I just think they were really scared. Like, how can they like invite her? I mean, you saw what happened when they didn't invite her. It turned into chaos. Right. The, the kingdom was literally damned. They lost their daughter for 16 years because they didn't invite her to a party. Like, just send the invite. She's not coming. Right. I've, just, I've always, like, wanted to do, like, a sketch of just, like, the awkward party conversation with Maleficent if she did, like, <laughs> if she was invited and did show up. <laughs> I mean, the three fairies were really only making an appearance. Right. Like, they just kind of, like, they came, they're, the three fairies are those people that, like, they feel like they kind of have to show up to the party, so, like, they came, they gave their gifts, and they, they were about to bounce. If it wasn't for Maleficent, like, crashing, they, you know, like, they would have been gone. They would have been, like, I can almost see, like, Meriwether just being like, all right, guys, we're in and out in five minutes. Like, I'm not staying at this thing. Oh... <laughs> uh... <laughs> like, I mean, like when you really think about Sleeping Beauty, like that doesn't that like doesn't that seem like like they really they're like, hey, we're here. Here's our gifts. Oh, we're gonna be going. Out. Oh, Maleficent's here, and she just damned the entire kingdom. Ugh, and like now we got to take this kid. Like that is literally the worst party these fairies have ever attended. But they seem so interested in the kid. Do you really think they they really want nothing to do? Of with course, it? they seem interested in the kid. Every time I'm invited to one of my friends' stupid baby showers, I act like I'm interested in their kid. Really? Oh yeah, I don't care. Like, I'm just huh. like, oh, right, you had a kid. Awesome. Here's a present, and I'm gonna leave. Like, I'm I'm 100% Merryweather in this situation. I feel like she's the one that's pushing to not go. Yeah. I don't know. I man. don't know. These fairies had a pretty awesome life before they had to take care of a kid. Yeah, I mean that definitely changed everything. It did. Like, you know, now all of a sudden, like they can't use magic. Not being able to use magic for 16 years—they're fairies. Yeah, that's a bummer. But I their lifespan might be like really long. You can't, know? can't you see like angry Meriwether like like doing laundry by hand, just being like, "I used to be able to do this with my wand, but then Flora wanted to go to the stupid king's baby shower." Like, I, I I'm giving her a much deeper voice, but that's kind of how I see it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, All right, have I killed enough time? Can we move on to the we'll move on to the next? Yeah. Uh, Hollywood Studios news: the entrance, the walls are down around the entrance to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Huh. Um. I mean, it's still so basically like the entrance is fully visible, like the big entrance portal. Um. But the like where you'd actually enter, there is a wall in the entrance which looks like it's looking into Star Wars Land with the Millennium Falcon there. So it's like instead of having a construction wall, we have the full entranceway revealed at the end of Grand Avenue with that right. little like look into what you're going to see looking in there. I think it's pretty awesome. Oh, I want to see that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty awesome. If you go on any of the news sites, they have the pictures up right now. Um, In other Hollywood Studios news, the F- Muppet Fountain is back. Oh, that must make you happy. It's back. It's a fountain. It's flowing again. Like it, it, it has made me very, very happy. <laughs> have they have they renamed it Muppet Courtyard? No, they have not. They're not going to. It's well, Grand Avenue now. And I got to tell you, when I went there for Christmas and I walked into the Muppet Courtyard, which I will always call it that now, even though it was that for like, what, f- four months? Yep. Um, I, I walked in the Muppet Courtyard and I didn't hear Muppet Christmas music playing for the first time ever. And I was really upset. That's a bummer. They're still playing it like the old like background music. You still hear it like in that hallway where you walk into the Muppet Vision um uh, the pre-show, the pre-show area, right? Which I mean, I just got to say again, what an amazing that pre-show area, utterly amazing. I took my friend Piper, who had never been to Muppet Vision before, and I love taking people into Muppet Vision who have never seen it before because I, I like knowing that it can still impress people. And you're like, how have you never done this before? I don't. And they were like, honestly, very little interest. <clears throat> well, she actually really enjoyed it, or at least told me she did, because she knew that I would probably, you know, be like, guess who's walking home? And like, you know, left. But um, yeah. Oh, you know that thought went through her head. Man, Kevin drove. <laughs> this was really cool. So, you know, the uh, <laughs> um, <clears throat> the new world in Star Tours is now available as well. Yes, I heard that. They've done a full overlay to it. Like things like um like in the beginning, the stormtroopers that that stop your car are no longer imperial stormtroopers, they're first order stormtroopers. Okay. Uh I don't know if the Vader opening is gone forever, but it's at least gone for now. Um it was all first order stormtroopers and the worlds I got were um Jakku and Crate, and I'm wondering if it's that every. We didn't do it a second time, so I'm wondering if that's if it's that every time. Like if they're doing both of the um, the new trilogy worlds now for a little while. Hmm. I don't know. I hope I hope it's not Jakku all the time. Crate is a second world, which means I'm going to have forever to wait for my Geonosis back. Which one's Geonosis? Uh, the one where Boba Fett chases you through an asteroid yeah, field. Yeah, Then you, then you attack the Death Star 2 and Darth Vader in a TIE fighter. Yeah, I got that one in Disneyland. I was so happy. I was it, like, we don't have to do this again. It's the single greatest one they have. Like, the be- in my opinion, we've talked about this before, but I think the best combination you can get is Vader opening, Hoth, um, Admiral Akbar yep. or Leia for the, for the transmission, and then Geonosis. Yep, I, I agree with you. I get mad when I get Yoda. Like, mad, mad. Why? Because it doesn't make sense. He's on Dagobah. He was never in the Rebellion. I know, but come on. None of this makes sense. You can't timeline uh, that. For this. some reason, that one is the most egregious because BB-8, sure, he's with the Resistance. Um, You know, the um, Leia, Akbar, awesome. Yoda never had any ties to the Rebellion, and it ticks me off when he's in there well, all right just saying um but so <clears throat> anyway i digress um oh also they've changed uh, oh the other thing about the about crate is it's not so much about uh, first of all it's not greg grunberg obviously because he's not even in the movie whoa spoiler <laughs> oh but he will be in episode nine i'm sure because jj's back um potential spoiler Mm, it's not so it's not greg grunberg the one thing i'm not i don't want to spoil is um where it ends well then don't spoil that i won't spoil it but i was very pleasantly surprised with where it ended i think i know where it ends but cool yeah i mean you probably do you get that you gotta get that phone i don't know should i no no probably not (laughs) no Today on this week on Two Men in the Mouse, Pete answers the phone. Listen to why? Pete. Why would someone be calling me here at like nine o'clock? I about? don't know. Like, listen to Pete have a conversation with Diamond Comics. Like, oh, you don't want to do that. 
how long are those conversations? Pretty long, I'd they imagine. can be lengthy depending on you know what is lost or what didn't show up. Right, or... right. Um, okay. Um, so the other thing I wanted to bring up about uh, is that they've changed the format of um, uh, the Jedi training trials of the temple. Okay, so what's it like now? So they've taken out the seventh sister, obviously, because she's not on Rebels anymore. Right. Uh, and now it is Vader and Kylo that come out. Huh, and cool. so half of them fight Vader and half of them fight Kylo. They don't do the fight with Nedris and Kylo anymore. They just okay. kind of do a thing where like Kylo, like you, everyone force pushes Kylo back through the door. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, like it's like Vader like leaves, <laughs> but Kylo like sticks around to like continue messing with you. <coughs> And Pete, that is the news. That was a lot of news. That was a lot of news. That was about 45 minutes worth of news. So, yeah, it was. Yeah. So um, anything else you want to add this week? You know, you want to complain about Star Wars a little bit? You want to? You know... No, no. I, was, I don't want to do that. That's yeah. like just, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What do well, you got going on? You got Disney stuff going on? No. I did see. Go ahead. I did see they had that Star Wars event at Studios. Is they that did. where it was? Yeah, they did. I obviously didn't go to it, but it looked really cool. Yeah, it did look pretty cool. They yeah. had like a giant rancor. Did they really? Yeah, they had a, a huge rancor you can get a picture with. That's awesome. Yeah, it was. I did a um uh I did the I, I saw Illuminations for the first time in forever. Okay. For the first No, I'm not gonna do that. Um the I saw so yeah, we saw we got uh, fast passes for illuminations of all things. I never thought I would be the guy to do that. I gotta say, if you are doing like a half day at Epcot and you want to do illuminations, like if you're if you're not taking advantage of the additional fast passes after the three, you gotta right. get the illuminations fast pass. Huh. Here's my thing about illuminations. <clears throat> illuminations is all about positioning. It's about where you are. Because when you get to watch it from from Future World. You get to watch all the countries light up. You get to see it all as one. Like, if you're in Italy, you know, everything's lighting up around you, but... Would you say... I've never actually done that. Would you say that's the optimum spot? Yeah. Because the Fast Pass spot is, like, right between those two gift shops, right at the... Right by where the Christmas right. tree is. Right. So, yeah, you sit there. I mean, you see everything. It's awesome. There was... A, I will say, though, there was a guy sitting right up against, like, the... Against, like, the gate, like, like at the very front, who was... I am not lying to you, Peter Mandel. He had to be seven feet, three inches tall. <laughs> okay. I mean, you got to think if you're that guy, you're not like you, you're really standing in the front. Like you're saying because he's so tall, he should go stand in the back somewhere. Yes, he should because he was so tall and he was like blocking the globe. Huh? I mean, there's tall and there's tall. Right. Like, nobody has ever been in a good mood sitting behind this man in a movie theater. That's how tall he was. Right. All right. Yeah. But they, so they added this whole, like, extra finale to Illuminations for Christmas. And, and? it's pretty awesome. I got to say, I've never seen it before, but it, like, brought a tear to my eye. It was that good. You know, I like when, um, you know, I've been there when like, when I went for like the Epcot 30th anniversary and yeah. they were like, we're going to have extra special fire. Like they really I thought they were just going to blow some stuff up at the end. But it was like impressive. actually. Yeah, like it's actually like a, almost like a second mini show. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, just really awesome. We were like, wow, this was like worth staying for. I was like pretty happy about that. Um, yeah. So. All right. So anything else you want to bring up? No, that's about it. All right. Well, then that's going to do for Two Men in the Mouse this week, folks. We are so happy to be back with you guys. Uh, this is going to be the last Two Men in the Mouse of 2017 because I'm going to be in New Jersey uh, for all of next week. So, it, you know, it's it's going to be, uh, yeah, we're not going to have a show next week. So I'm just pre-warning you guys on that one. Um, you don't want to bring all of your stuff here and do a show here at Gildas? No, I don't. But I will stop by and, um, you know, maybe we'll do like a live video or something like that from the shop. Okay. That'd be kind of fun, right? Um We'll, we'll try to do something while I'm in town for you guys. Like, maybe record a little something on, like, like like really bad quality on, like, an iPad or something like that. And 
see what we can <laughs> with do. With the old days. Yeah, with the old days. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, folks, if you love our good friend Peter Mandel, do what I'm going to do this week and check out Rogue Comics in Cranford, New Jersey at 105 North Union Avenue, Cranford, New Jersey, 07016, or check out RogueComics.com where you can find a link to Pete's eBay store. Go there, pick up some cool stuff, meet Pete, or maybe meet Sean accidentally. You know, like, hashtag accidental Sean does happen. But, you know, what would you say? Only you do that. Only I get accidental, Sean. But it's not accidental because I love Sean and I love seeing Sean. Um, but, okay, so also, folks, uh, if you want to check out our our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, please uh, check him out. You can book your Disney vacation for no additional cost to you. Check him out. Uh, give him a uh, email over at DisneyDaveW at Verizon.net. And, folks, if you want to check apply the wisdom of Walt to your daily life, please check out our friend Jeff Barnes and his book, Beyond the Wisdom of Walt. You can find that over at thewisdomofwalt.com. This one takes a big, long look at all of Walt Disney World. Uh, and if you're renting a Cripper stroller on your next Disney vacation, please check out our good friends over at KingdomStrollers.com. Uh, they will deliver the crib or stroller of your dreams right to your Disney resort. And also, folks, if I can just mention it again, just check out our friends over at Disney Dads, the Disney Dads podcast. They are really great, um, really great friends of the show. And, you know, we absolutely love those guys. So check them out. And also for me, if you're interested in any of the books, Ross and Annie Rise of the Dragon Lord, the finale of the Ross and Annie series has just released. Please check me out on Facebook over at Facebook.com slash Kevin J. Kessler author or follow me on twitter at kevin j kessler or instagram at white dragon pn all right pete that about does it for this week any closing words um hopefully we can do it again in 2018 yes folks please uh keep the magic alive every day of your lives have a very happy holidays happy kwanzaa happy hanukkah merry christmas and a very happy new year we will see you next year on two men and the mouse if you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the monorail stops completely and the doors open. If this concludes your visit, we hope you've had a wonderful time and will return home safely. Thank you for traveling with us.